Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Intercessors, prophetic people don't always get along real well with pastors and local churches. Sometimes there's this tension between what we call the prayer movement or the missions movement, the parachurch world, and the local church world where there seems to be a competition or people don't understand each other, don't get along real well. And I wanted to just confront that head on in today's episode. So I decided to get my pastor, uh, Aaron Kennedy, to come on the podcast and have a candid conversation with me about how we can see unity between intercessors, prayer movement people, prophetic people, and the local church and local church pastors. And so we have a real honest conversation, and I think there's a lot of wisdom on how we can move forward to see the church move in unity together uh, in a way that's honoring and in a way that's powerful, in a way that Jesus really wants us to do that. So if you've ever struggled with you know, either you're a pastor or a leader of a local church and you struggled with people that are too crazy or intense or prophetic or weird or whatever, or you're one of the crazy, intense, prophetic, weird people, and you had a hard time feeling like you fit into local churches sometimes, this is the episode for you. Before I go any further, I just want to welcome anyone that's new to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Our podcast exists to help you host the presence of God through day and night worship and prayer, because we believe God's presence changes everything. On Thursdays, we release new episodes. They're either going to be short little Bible teachings or extended conversations and interviews like the one that I have today with my pastor, Aaron Kennedy. So hit subscribe wherever you're tuning in so that you can track with us. Also, you can visit our website at presencepioneers.org. We have all of our episodes up there where you can search by keyword or by topic, or you can get all the show notes and information there. You can also learn more about our ministry, and you can make a donation to just say thank you or to support the podcast there as well, and we appreciate that. So without further ado, here's my conversation with my pastor, Aaron Kennedy. Hey, Aaron. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thanks. It's great to have you with us. So, Aaron, you are pastor of my local church at Open yeah. Door Church in Winterville, North Carolina. And so wanted to have you on today and, and talk a little bit about church, yeah, about man. the prayer movement, about intercessors. and Love it. So maybe if you wouldn't mind, just take a second and just introduce yourself for yeah. our, our podcast listeners yeah. so they can just know who you are. Well, I'm honored to be on the podcast. And, uh, you know, uh, my name is Aaron Kennedy. I'm from Winterville, North Carolina. I've been here my entire life. Um, I get to pastor Open Door Church here. My dad started it 37 years ago. You were uh, a part of it way back in the day. I mean, how long, I mean, what? I mean, you've been here what 30 About years? Four or five years old is when I yeah, when we came here, yeah. which is pretty unbelievable. So I've been here my entire life. I uh, this is the only church I've ever pastored at. Dad passed it to me what now six years ago, and so been an amazing journey. Love what I do. It's been a neat journey. Uh, with you. I mean, yeah. just throughout all the years and how God's kind of woven our stories together. And uh, after a long time of really not being connected. Right. And so 
it's a neat thing to kind of see what God's doing in you and then what God's doing here yeah. and how God is orchestrating that and writing it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was, this is where I was saved because of your dad's preaching and he, <laughs> you know, baptized and filled with the Holy spirit. And yeah, you got so, some good memories. Some great history here that's right. for sure. For and sure. led worship. I mean, that that's yeah. really, you know, a lot of where you yeah. cut your teeth at. So yeah, it's pretty sure. cool, man. Yeah. It's cool to be back, you know, at, at our roots. Here, yeah, so. man. Very cool. Very cool. So I thought, you know, we could maybe bring you in as a pastor. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so a lot of the people that are connected to Presence Pioneers podcast are, you know, hungry for the presence of God, yeah. worshipers. They love to spend hours in worship and prayer, intercessors, prophetic people, you know, people that are hungry for the Lord and, and wanting to see his kingdom advance. And so sometimes those people have a hard time relating yeah. to the local That's church good, or to pastors. And so that's kind of where I wanted to start the conversation yeah. is, you know, for folks that are, you know, connected to our podcast, how can we as, and, you know, it's generic, but as a prayer movement, how yeah. can the prayer movement, how can intercessors, these kinds of people, some, some of them, I think they get, you know, they go, oh man, the worship's too short or there's yeah. not enough supernatural or there's not right. enough of whatever in, you know, the local church expression, then you have pastors who are trying to be sensitive to the needs of people and all that kind of thing. So how can, how can we better relate? I mean, maybe just yeah. from, from a pastor's perspective, how can people like that, you know, relate to their pastors in their local churches, maybe in a better way? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> and, uh, is it, you know, I'm glad we're doing a podcast so we can really talk through it. Um, yeah. you know, for me, I would say it this way. I think it's two sided, like everything is. To be truthful, people within the prayer and worship movement can sometimes make pastors uncomfortable. Right. There's that. There's, yeah, they're a little nervous. And so there's a lot of pastors out there trying to process or catch up in the worship movement. Mm. And, you know, I think that's really a lot of my journey. If I can talk, I mean, I'd rather just talk about it through how Open Door has journeyed. Yeah. You know, because, you know, my dad started the church in the 90s, you know. 90s were an incredible time in the charismatic movement. Yeah. And there was a lot of churches that began in that season. And we experienced the Holy Spirit. And I mean, I remember two, three hour uh, worship services. And I was a kid and I was like, can we just go to Ryan's Steakhouse and get some food? <laughs> I'm starving. And, you know, experiencing or, or seeing people experience the move of the Holy Spirit. Well, you, you had know? like Brownsville Revival yes. and Toronto Revival, all these different things yeah. happened in the 90s, and it was influencing yeah. and, and and churches. Yeah, and my dad, I mean, it was so interesting to hear him talk because he would go down to Brownsville and experience it. And he was so quick and so wise not to judge what was happening, but also there was some skepticism too. So he was trying to process through what people were experiencing, how they were responding to the Holy Spirit, but also what what is actually the Holy Spirit doing. And I, I think every move of God, I mean, you know this, there's still that tension in how people respond to the work of the Holy Spirit versus actually what the Holy Spirit's doing. And so, you know, that was that was one side. And then, you know, we got into the 2000s. And, you know, I'd almost say truthfully that maybe not intentionally, but we kind of swung to the other side mm. and, you know, the Holy Spirit, we still spoke about it, but we kind of put it in a box. Right. And I think a lot of churches did that. I mean, I think that if you go back and look at it, there was a lot of people that did that. Now 
what we've journeyed through and the Holy Spirit really leading us and even some of the tensions, and I would say good tensions. So that's, tension is such a, uh, has a negative context many times, but there's good tensions too, sure. Yeah, you know? And so because of our re-engagement together, because of what the Holy Spirit has just shown me in scripture, I think there's this place now where we're finding the right balance. And there's a lot of churches finding that balance that people want that time to linger. They need that time to linger. And so, you know, when I come to this topic, what I'm so grateful for is that God brought you along and other people so we can have conversations instead of always speak correction. Mm. You know, I think that there's a lot of uh, good pastors out there that are trying to figure it out, and they need people that are willing to come underneath the leadership of the local church and have conversations and really begin to call the best out of each other. Yeah. I think it's so important. And, uh, you know, the other thing I say, just in, I was processing this and really felt it, you know, there's different giftings in the body. Right. So one of my goals as a pastor is to have different tensions in the body that are different from me because together we'll end up in the right place. Mm. So, you know, as these incredible worshipers, worship movement, prayer, you know, God's called you, I think, to a local church to bring tension, correct tension to that church. So there's a balancing that happens between you and the local church. And it's yeah. beautiful. I mean, yeah. I think when we embrace that, Matt, great things happen in the body of Christ. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have like in Ephesians 4, you know, apostles, prophets, pastors, That's teachers, right. evangelists. So you have these multiple gifts that are the gifts of Jesus, the ministries of Jesus, I believe. And, yeah. and so you have those tensions a lot of times you know, intercessors and, you know, prophetic people are going to pull that way, but you've got these other gifts, yeah. and these other ministries. that And any of us singularly can end up weird. Sure. I mean, that's, that's the reason why we're called to the body. Right. right. And I mean, yeah. and I think you and I, we've had honest conversations. We've had uh, real conversations yeah. throughout the years and it's helped us. I hope both yeah. uh, land where God wants us to. And we're still on that journey. I mean, you sure. know that, I mean, yeah. even me and you talk about all the time, what, what we see in the future. Yeah. Um, and we're still on a journey yeah. of helping people come to that place. But at the same time, I mean, church is about Jesus. It isn't about just people. Right. Yeah. yeah. You said there need to be conversations that are had yeah. with leaders of local churches. Some of these people, how should people approach those conversations? What maybe another fun question would be, what should they not do? <laughs> well, I think, you so know, feel free of, to give us a pastoral right. review. No, here. no, I love it, man. I, <laughs> I think you made it. I mean, I, I think, Matt, you made it easy for me to speak into your life. Hmm. And I think there's a lot of, I mean, this isn't just about a movement. I mean, there's yeah. just a lot of people that don't allow that to happen. Right. And so there's a lot of pastors that, you know, when they get certain meetings, they feel like they're on the defensive. You never did that with me. You just said, hey, can we talk through this? You know, I was on your board and different things, and, and yeah. you gave me that voice in your life. And I think that's really how it how it needs to go is that you recognize the the importance of covering. Yeah. You know, it's a biblical concept, right. spiritual authority. And so you recognize that, you know, and, and, and I hope you know that I've never tried to control you either. At the right. same time, I want you to be everything God's called you to be. And I was ecstatic when you and Shepard and the whole family moved back because I knew that God was bringing that gift to our body mm-hmm. for such a time as this so that we can begin to journey and find the balance in this. Yeah. But I think, like I said, 
if we're coming from just our perspective, it's going to have a corrective tone. Mm. I think if we're actually coming to have a conversation, then there's a lot of good that can happen from it. And, you know, we, I have a lot to learn about the Bible, mm. but it was interesting that at the same time that you were coming and, and inviting me to speak in, God was, you know, showing me some things in scripture. And so there was a reawakening in my heart or a new awakening mm-hmm. of really uh, what church is and what it's meant to be. Yeah. 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 Did you say humility is important? Oh, I would say man, yeah. In terms it's of- always on both sides. Right. I mean, you know, but I think taking time to talk through it yeah. in a humble way. Yeah. Um, and also making sure that it's that our preferences aren't what's guiding us. Yeah. True. You know, there's a lot of preference in church and in the worship movement in general, instead of it being what you and I are all about, is that we're here to minister to the heart of God, right. not minister just to our hearts. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a really big deal. Yeah. And how do we talk through it? How do we introduce it? Um, you know, a shepherd's heart to uh, your wife's name, Shepherd, but sure. I'm not talking about her. And, <laughs> but a shepherd's heart yeah. is to help people journey right so it's not just about the end destination yeah it's also the pastor's thinking about how do we get from point a to point b yeah and not just lose sheep right unnecessarily (laughs) and that's a journey and i think recognizing that that this is a holy tension that was given to the church and it's a good tension but it's going to take time yeah because all those gifts do reflect jesus jesus is a good shepherd that's right but he's also an evangelist he's also that's it you know Brings the brings a strong word sometimes yeah. and all those different gifts. Yeah, no, that's so good. So anything else? Any, anything else people should not do? I'm just trying to pull it no, out. No, you no. Know, well, I, I think uh, not. I think it's. I'm really wanting like a funny story. You know, oh, I mean, you don't have to give me one, but gosh. well, I, mean, like, I, have I can't imagine you. as a pastor some of the things <laughs> that people have come to you with or, oh, or, or brought to you, and so well, you I mean, have to share yeah. a story, well, I have a meeting coming up uh, here in the next few days that I know what's being talked about. And it's actually not about the worship movement. It's about something else in scripture. Yeah. And this individual has gotten into some teaching that isn't correct. Yeah. And so they're coming already with their mind made up. Yeah, they're instead of a, ready to go. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. I mean, that, that happens all the time. And I, you know, it's funny. Cause I mean, I know that this specific podcast, which I love, and we're actually introducing our people to through this podcast also, you know, it's talking about worshipers and intercessors. Yeah. But I would say this about evangelists. The, the same thing exists in the church. Yeah. I've got people in our church that have an evangelistic heart. Right. So they can get frustrated. Yeah. Right. Because we're not out on the corner every single weekend. Right. So there's a balance. And I've I've had to teach and coach them. Hey, you're a holy tension here. You make us better. Yeah. But if you're just going to be frustrated because everybody's not like you then we're actually never going to get to where God's called us to be. Right. So these incredible giftings in our house, we've got to uh, love, we've got to accept, but we also have to realize that if we think everybody will be like us in the body of Christ, then that just creates a weird body. Yeah. And that's really, man, I mean, honestly, that's the problem in church today, in my opinion, is that everybody gathers around their stream and their preference right. instead of recognizing that God calls you to a church so that it can be the full expression, like you were talking about, of Jesus on yes. the earth. Right. You know, right. So that means that everybody can't think the way I think. Everybody's not going to have the same gifting. Right. But as the body, we come together and we become his expression. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously you think about first Corinthians 12, oh, Paul yeah. tells us about the body of Christ, all the different giftings. You can't say to the ear, I don't need you. You can't That's say right. to the eye, yeah. I don't, I don't need you. Yeah. Collectively, we look at one another and say, okay, you're not like me. I, it kind of rubs me the wrong way, right? but I need you. I need you. There's something that you're expressing that reflects Jesus and what he's trying to do. So we need each other. Yeah. We're going to, that healthy tension of, right. of we're going to walk it out together. And just and, like, don't, don't come thinking you're the answer because right. you're not the answer, but right. you might help find the answer right. in the local context. That's right. It doesn't mean the gift and your perspective and all that's not no. important, but it's just one of that's Any right. gifts, right? That's right. And when we yeah. come and have that conversation, then it really creates maturity. Right. Which is what, I mean, that's the hopefully the end game or the end yeah. result of all this is that yeah. we actually grow and we mature yeah. as a body right? Um, and as individuals. So, yeah, yeah man. I mean, yeah. I think it's awesome. I, I, I've been very blessed because I don't have a ton of that. But right. every once in a while, I'll be like, man, well, what have you been listening to? <laughs> so, you know, uh, because we do live in that environment right yes. now where people listen to everything. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's what I respect and honor about you is that you allowed for a few voices mm-hmm. to matter more. Yeah. And, and that's just what I would encourage everybody's listening. There's a few voices that need to matter more in your life than right. everybody else's. Totally. Who that's are those? Good. And as you do that, then now we're beginning to turn down and have the appropriate volume for voices in our life, which are important. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it seems like what God's doing at Open Door is a, a lot of what he's doing is people from sort of more traditional churches yeah. are coming in rather than sort of some churches you have the hyper charismatic people yeah. and you're trying to, <laughs> you know, deal with that. It seems like a lot of what's happening here is more people are experiencing some gifts of the gifts of the spirit yeah. and, and some of those kinds of things for the first time. Right. And so it's maybe, maybe coming from the other side, but um, no, that, that's really good. So kind of changing the subject a little bit. I was just curious what, yeah, what, what's your perspective on the season we're in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> cause I, cause it's just kind of a, you know, bizarre time yeah. since 2020 with COVID and all that. And I just wanted to give you a chance from your perspective. What's God speaking to open door in this season you know, and and because I think it probably applies a little bit more broadly because you you have a pulse on what God's doing in the body of yeah. Christ right now. But like, what do you feel like early twenty twenty one? What are you, what are some of the things God's emphasizing to you, encouraging mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you and the church That's here? A great question. You know, I think well, I'll say it this way: twenty twenty was probably the healthiest year for our church and the hardest at the same time. Yeah. I'll give you this because I think it's important. So we went for 12 weeks and didn't gather in person. Yeah. And during that time, there was a shift that happened in me Mm. that I uh, felt, you know, now, now last year I lost my father. Suddenly I was off for six weeks uh, because our oversight told me that, that we needed to go heal. And then I came back to an empty room. Yeah. All that was happening at the same time. All that was happening at the same time. But in that moment, I can just say to you that something shifted to me because of that time, time without people in the room where I was literally speaking to a camera, which is weird. <laughs> it's awkward. Yeah. It feels strange. No response. Yeah. That I fell in love with what I do. And I fell in love with who I do it for, which is Jesus, not people. Yeah. That's good. So there was this shift that happened that was vitally important. At the same time, the same thing happened in our worship team. Mm. Because no longer are you standing on a stage with, you know, when it, 
it's kind of weird. Let's be honest about this whole worship thing is that right now we stand on stages and people are facing us and we're facing them. And it just can, it's just a jacked up situation sometimes because it's easy to receive praise instead of give praise to him. You know what I'm saying? And and even the visual, it's just, it's hard for worship leaders. I think it's a very difficult thing for them to stay in that place we're here to worship God. Yeah. But they're saying it's just a weird situation. Yeah. And so for this many weeks, our team didn't have anybody in the room. And then when we came back, Matt, I mean, I know everybody thought the doors, I mean, just people were going to come rushing in. (laughs) But when we did, we'd be having, you know, we were used to having a a, a larger crowd and we'd have a hundred people in the room. Yeah. And it was this moment in time that there was some purity being worked back into the body of Christ. Yeah. And so as we feel this year start, man, I think uh, 2020 was a massive reset for the church. Yeah. I think it was probably, we'll look back on it as probably one of the best things that ever happened to church in our generation Mm. because it really re-strengthened the why of what we do. Right. It gave us some time to rest (laughs) and recalibrate. And, you know, we integrated a lot of different times. It also blew up the box, man. I mean, we, right. you know, now once a month we do a, a worship and prophetic night. Right. We're going to do more of that. But we take one of our services on the weekend and we just changed it. And it was like all of a sudden you could do something new that you didn't know you could do before. And yeah. it was like we were playing in a box that we didn't have to play in. So that right. was awesome. Yeah. You know, we've seen a massive movement in the body of Christ. I think there's going to be some churches that don't exist. Right. In the years to come. And, and. As I don't want to sound harsh, but I, th- I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I, I think there's some that don't need to exist. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of shifting right now in the body of Christ so that people from all denominations, all backgrounds come in contact with the spirit of Almighty God. And I think people are hungry for Jesus, but they are not hungry for religion. Yeah. For you sure. know, and yeah. so that's what I see, man. I yeah. think and it's happening all over America. It's happening really all over the world, pastors that I'm, I'm speaking to. It doesn't mean that there's not some hard things. There, there's been some very hard things. But overall, when I look at it, I'm like, God is, man, there, there's something. I, li-. I, I told Lauren, my wife, the first time we came back to church, I was like, this is the first time ever in my life that I will preach to a group of people that actually want to be here. Wow. Yeah. Every single person in this room you know they want to be wants here. to be here. Yeah. Their wife didn't make them come. Yeah. Their mamas and daddies didn't make them come. Yeah. But these people want to be here. Yeah. And they're willing to face some fear. Right. To get in here. Yeah. And that's an amazing thing. Yeah. The word that stuck out to me as you were talking was the word purity. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, that's what you're talking about. The purity of those that were coming back. Yeah. The purity uh, in the church. Why are we doing what we're doing? You know, purity of our, even our structures what we're doing right like kind of like you said god kind of blew up the box yeah hey guys this is matthew we'll get back to the episode in just a moment if you're enjoying the podcast please consider joining presence pioneers premium our brand new subscriber community paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content such as bonus podcast episodes exclusive articles early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers 
will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. Well, one of the things I think to speak to that, that I think is so important, one of the tensions in church, even when we were setting up this conversation, right, has been, what about the lost? What what about those who've never been in church? Yeah. So we've tried to, at times, create a, a church model that instead of discipling people, we gather people. Yeah. The issue is now with this and through this pandemic, right? There's a group of people that will never come back to church. Yeah. So now it's like, we're here. We have to disciple. That's what we're called to do. We aren't called just to gather a big crowd. We are called to disciple people. And if we're not doing this, then what are we doing? Yeah. And so it really causes this thing. And I know there's a lot of people that are worried about public perception. But, you know, theologically, there's a group of people that have already made their decision, mm. you know, and, and I tell pastors over and over again, let's stop playing scared. Yeah. You know, because our time here on the earth is limited. Let's give the devil hell and let's go after <laughs> those who God has called us to. Right. We've got a shepherd who he's called us to instead of worrying about those he hasn't. Yeah. Those are God's deal. He's going to take care of those. We're here to take care of those who God has called us to. And for that to happen, I mean, that, that changes the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the things that came up in all of this was the value of church, oh, yeah. the value of being together. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've noticed in leading sort of parachurch, missions-oriented prayer ministries, those kinds of, kinds of ministries that sort of function alongside the you know, local church, is that a lot of times there's people are attracted to those ministries that aren't necessarily grounded in local church or yeah. like submitted to local church or sometimes they don't go to church at all yeah. or aren't a part of a local church because you know all, all kinds of different reasons they you know or they've been burned they, they, yeah or, they've yeah. got yeah they've been offended they've been hurt or they yeah. just feel like the church isn't doing what's supposed to do so they're going to kind of go do it their own their own thing yeah or that kind of thing yeah do you have any thoughts on just the value of you know being connected to a local body maybe even in the in-person gathering if yeah. you want to say that because i for Shepard and I, it's always been a value. So we've always, even though we've kind of been in that parachurch space for us, we've always been a part of a local church. Yeah. So it's been very important to us to have pastors and have leaders and to have our family somewhere, right. you know, as much as we can on Sunday mornings. But yeah, any, any thoughts on on that, that that you could share with with folks who maybe, you know, I, I think online's great, but yeah. I, I think there's there's more God has for us than just watching a live stream or Right. Even just going to a prayer meeting, there's something yeah. more that he wants in terms of our connection, being a part of a, lo- a local body. So, yeah, yeah. man, I, I think, well, obviously I'm a church guy. So right, right. <laughs> I love it. And, and I think it's of tremendous value. And 
there's something that supernaturally happens when the body of Christ joins together. Yeah. And I, I do agree with you. I think there's a lot of parachurch people. The parachurch ministries are of incredible value to the body of Christ. You can't argue that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just want to, you know, brag on you and Open Door too, because I know the Open Door gives tremendously, yeah. you know, resources over 10%, I think 10% oh, yeah. to missions groups and yeah. parachurch organizations. So you're not yeah. anti no, 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 any no, of those no, ministries. No, no, no. I In think fact, they're a, supporting them probably more right. than a lot of other churches. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of those that are here, you know, people right. who have started those and, and it's so important and they reach further, but I view them uh, because I want to sow into them and because I'm their pastor, I, I view them as extensions of Open Door. I don't view them as competition Open Door. Right. I mean, they're, they're extensions. They're, they're the apostolic call of Open Door to reach further beyond itself. Yeah. At the same time, everyone who's listening to this has to understand everything I have is because I was submitted to authority. Hmm. I mean, I mean you're, you're talking to the guy who is pastoring the church his daddy started you know what i'm saying like yeah. none of this originated with me I, i'm living out the vision of unashamed uninhibited worshipers because i submitted to that and and i don't believe life is about what you're called to do i believe it's more who you're called to there you go and That's i think good. there's a lot of people that because of what they feel god has called them to do they actually separate from who they're called to to try to do it on their own wow and I think it's, I think it, it basically gets it all backwards and it ends us in a place where God can't fully use us the way that he desires. Now, at the same time, I can't tell you that every pastor in America thinks the way I do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that the issue doesn't exist. Also that the local church has made it very hard yeah. on people to have that expression. Yeah. But what I do know is like, the local context, being connected to a body of believers, being connected to a shepherd, being taught the word of God, having the expression of worship within the family context is vitally important. And we see it all throughout scripture. And it's not something that any of the parachurch ministries are meant to replace. Right. So when we view that we get myopic, we get weird, we get into a, a, a way of thinking that never causes us to stretch beyond our comfort. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. and, 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 you know, we talk about it, Matthew, I mean, Matthew 2020, Lord have mercy. We've talked about all this stuff so much, but right. the fact is like church is the most segregated place on the planet. Yeah. But it's not just about race. Yeah. It's about preference. Right. That's true. You know, and it's like, how are we ever going to be who God has called us to be unless we get around some people that kind of make us uncomfortable. There you go. That's good. You know, iron does sharpen iron. Yeah. You know, and so I think recognizing that the gift that you have that God has placed on your life is meant to one way it's meant to be used is in the world. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. But it's also meant to be used in the body. And so make sure that you're using it in the body and that you're pursuing that yeah. uh, because I think it's so important. And, and I mean, I, I just honor you too, because you've, you've come to that place and you've always had a value for being pastor. Mm. Yeah. And, 
you know, as much as I love how many great speakers we have in America today, there's a lot of people that think they're being pastored because they're watching a video every week. Right. And it goes beyond that. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think it's, it's hugely important. Yeah. It goes beyond that. It's relationships that you said something about how it's not about just what you're called to do. It's who you're called yes. to. I love that. And I think a lot of times the people that kind of get off on their own, they're focused on their own calling, yeah. their own mission. Right. And the reality is, uh, God's, you know, our mission is wrapped up, our calling or our purpose or whatever yeah. is wrapped up in our relationships. Right. Isn't it? And, and I mean, I think also like in the, in specifically for this podcast, yeah, you know, we have to recognize that there's a lot of great giftings and musicians and singers that right. there's not uh, that demographic of people who are learning that skill yeah. is shrinking. Yeah. So if we're not careful, we will never have the full expression in church mm. because of all the other environments that this is being nurtured and equipped in. Mm. So my heart is like call to worshipers home, right? you know, like pastors, we need to give them some space, the creative, yeah. we need to have those conversations. We need to lean into that gifting. Yeah. But at the same time, worshipers, prayer warriors, we need you. Right. Because this is a moment that like when you look at the priesthood and we love that in, in, mm-hmm. in first Chronicles, second Chronicles, when we see that these things, these giftings working together is what creates a strong body. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the enemy's not working yes. to, to bring division, <laughs> right? to pull these ministries apart, to separate, disconnect, yeah. have, oh, we're over here doing our own thing. Yeah. The pastor over here. And then you don't get that synergy. Yes. And that strength. The strength that it brings. Yeah. And that's what we're needing in the body of Christ right now, because I'm telling you guys, people aren't, people aren't wanting to come to a dead church. Right. They want to come to something that's alive, that the spirit of God is in, that pushes them outside of their comfort. And and so there there is something that God is wanting to bring about in the church today yeah. that really will, will change lives. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's the oxen in the stall. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, that's exactly right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if if you if you don't have the oxen, then you don't have a mess, right? <laughs> you know, but the truth is, we we want the mess, yeah, because it's in that mess that we actually have power, yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Kind of goes back to the tensions we were talking about earlier. I guess an encouragement, I, I would think, to musicians, intercessors, people that are hungry for revival, yeah. is is lean into the relationships, lean into. Right. Connect with people that are different than you, have yeah. different giftings than you. Lean into the local church, the local pastors who maybe, yeah. you know, it's a little bit awkward, the conversations or the relationships, there may be some tension in them, but lean into them, right? Well, that's what you did with me. Yeah. I mean, me, uh, we started having these conversations how many years ago? I don't know. I years mean, it's ago. been it's been a long time and, and you were, and you've seen Open Doors journey. Yeah. And so I'm grateful that you are willing to talk yeah. because it, it did help me, but you didn't judge me and and you allowed the Holy Spirit to lead me as the pastor of this house. And that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. You know, I felt freedom. So it's yeah. been, it's been a neat journey. Yeah. One of the things I had to learn early on was let your local church be your local church. And then I, I get inspiration. I get, you know, receive teaching or whatever from all kinds of people, you yeah. know, somebody like a, a Lou Engle or Mike Biffle sure. or somebody. And I go, wow, they're, they connect very deeply to what I'm called to do, the, the messages that they give and the, their ministry. And so I can glean from them and receive from them and let that inspire some of what I'm called to do, but they're never going to pastor me. Right. You know, they're not, they're never going to be 
what the local church is to me. And I don't need to show up on a Sunday morning, expect to get yeah. what I get from, uh, from a Lewing or whoever, right. you know, from somebody else that maybe inspires me in that way. Like, don't look at a Sunday morning and expect to get mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I just kind of realized, okay, let the local church be the local church. Yeah. But there's something to me that brings health to my life. Right. You know? And it, sometimes it's even hard to even articulate the value of it because it doesn't, it's not real dramatic at times, but mm-hmm. it just seems to do something that creates health. I well, I think when church is done right, it's stable. There you go. Stability. It, it brings yeah, yeah. a stability, not just to a person in a family, but the family. Right. right. Like church is what ministers to the whole. Right. And it, it, it when it's done right. And, and that's powerful. And I think, you know, you, you made the comment that we have a lot of um, people from different backgrounds coming open door and we do, yeah. you know, and part of that is because of how simple we keep it, right? We're about right. worship. We're about word. We're about prayer. We're about communion. I mean, that, that's really what you're going to experience on a weekend yeah. here at Open Door. But there's something in that that brings stability to all people that are coming. Yeah. There's also applications of that that are stretching for certain people. Right. So some people who come here, their wor- our worship stretches them. They're like, you yeah. know, some people come here, our, our the word stretches them. You know, um, some people come here, you know, taking communion every week stretches them and and prayer. But that's what the body does is right. it makes us stronger and it brings stability yeah. to the family, which is so important. And and I think that as we look at some of the worship and prayer movement, if we're not careful, we always look at something for what we get out of it. Mm-hmm instead of what we give to it. Right. So like church is about what we give to it. There you go. You know, we give to give. We don't give to get. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's the bottom line. And so hopefully that's what our teams are doing here. That's what I'm doing here. I'm not giving to get. Right. right? I'm not preaching to get affirmation. Yeah. Right. I'm preaching as unto God. I'm worshiping unto God. But at the same time, you know, people, are we coming to give? Are we coming to get? Yeah. And I think that that how you look at church in that context really begins to shape yeah. how it's going to be for you. Yeah, yeah that's good. You know, because if you're only giving to get, then you're going to have to find a place that you get what you want. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> good luck with that. That's yeah. Good luck with that, because we all we all got issues. I yeah. mean, you know, nobody's perfect. Right. For sure. Yeah. No, that's good. This has been great, man. Oh, dude, awesome. man, I'm honored that you asked me. Yeah. Any other thoughts you, you might want to share with our our crew that tunes into the presence pioneers podcast. You know, yeah. First off, man, no, I, I just, I love what's in all of your hearts. I mean, this whole thing about prayer and worship and intercession and Matthew, how you're stewarding this, uh, this following is awesome to see, mm. you know, and I'm very encouraged by what God is doing in the local church and in parachurch ministries. There's something that's happening, and I think it's by the Spirit of God that He's yoking up the prayer movement with the church. And I don't know, I think it's a tension that keeps us in between the ditches. Right. And it ushers in the second coming of Jesus. And so, you know, I just want to encourage all of you that are listening that the best days are ahead. But what God is birthing here, and I believe in churches all over the world, is something that is unique. And I think as we run together, then we're going to see something really powerful take place. We're seeing it, but I think it's best in a local expression. So, I, I mean, we've seen the Bethels, we've seen the Radiance and, and you know, the, the IHOPs and 
all those things. But I think that there's a local expression that's being birthed all throughout this land that is literally going to bring revival. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing to watch and it's not going to be big names on a stage. It's going to be because we're doing the work in the caves where nobody knows that really ushers in the presence of God. Yeah. So that's good. You want to just say a prayer and pray for the listeners? Let's pray. Father, we just give you glory and praise and thank you for all the giftings that really you've given And Lord, I just pray for everyone that's listening or will listen to this podcast, God, that you would just fill them afresh and new with your Holy Spirit, that Lord, they would sense and hear your voice and that God, you would guide and direct their life. Lord, you have given us so many gifts, but Lord, we get the opportunity to give those back to you so that Father, you can use them for your glory alone. Father, may you guide each and every listener to the place that they need to be the person that they need to submit their life to, that God, you would establish your kingdom here on the earth. Lord, this whole worship and intercession and prayer, God is so powerful in what it does. But Lord, everything in your kingdom has been established through godly authority as well. So Father, as these two things come together, Father, may your power be released in a new and amazing way. We give you all glory and we give you all praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Love you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a share on social media. Send it to some of your friends, your family, those who are in your community. If you're on Apple, if you could leave us a review and a rating, that would really help us give some credibility and get the podcast out in front of more people. If you're on YouTube, give us that little thumbs up button. Leave us a comment. Anything you can do to help us would be great. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, God's presence changes everything.